All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Performance Podcast. I am your host, as always, Nick Bear, owner of Bear Performance Nutrition. Today is actually, there's a lot going on. It is January 23rd, 2020. We are five days away from my launch of my book, 25 Hours a Day. It launches January 28th on Amazon via hardcover, paperback, Audible, and ebook, Kindle. Um, so we've been working on that the past, well, the past year, but specifically leading up to the book launch uh, the past like month. And so far, I just want to say a massive thank you to all the support, everyone who's purchased 25 hours a day, who has read 25 hours a day, who has left a review on Amazon of 25 hours a day. All of that truly helps uh, build exposure and reach a larger audience with this book. I've been tagged by hundreds of people who have picked up the book already. Even though it doesn't launch officially until January 28th, if you pre-ordered, you got your book, man, like 10 days prior to uh, release date. This is the way that Amazon does it. And you can you can buy the book now and, and get it probably before it officially goes live. It's just the way Amazon does book releases. I don't I don't understand it to be honest, um, but it's just like their system. So, like I said, hundreds of you have tagged me in in pictures of the book on Instagram, sending me emails, uh, DMs, saying you truly enjoy the book, and that means a lot. That like that really means a lot. The thing with writing a book that I learned throughout this entire process, and I've talked about this in. And YouTube videos, I talk about it in the book itself. The thing about writing a book is there has to be a purpose behind it, right? And that purpose behind writing a book is not to make money. You don't make a bunch of money off of a book. And if you go into it with that mindset, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Obviously, yes, I get paid royalties for for books that I sell from Amazon uh, and other places. But you have to have a purpose for writing a book. And when I first started writing my book, putting it together with the publisher, the publisher asked me, what do you want to accomplish with this book? Like, what impact should it leave and who is it written for? And as soon as they asked me that question, I could tell a specific moment in my life that I remembered, which I could relate to wanting to write this book. And I remember one day, it was probably 2015, and I'm driving to, to PT with the Army, I was an infantry platoon leader at the time, and I was living, I was stationed at Fort Hood, and I was living in this town called Belton, and Belton was like a 30-minute drive into Fort Hood, and I took this this back range road into uh, into the backside of Fort Hood by the airfield, and this road was awesome. There were, there were never any other cars on it. It was back in the country, beautiful driving at night coming home, because the sunset was usually, you know, coming down. Uh steers and longhorns crossing the road but I loved this drive because I could just think and I could focus on on PT for the day and what I wanted to talk about to the guys because I was a platoon leader I was an LT for an infantry platoon and I was kind of motivated I wanted to motivate these guys I wanted to light a fire under their ass and I remember this one specific day where I'm driving into PT and I'm thinking about what I want to talk about because recently it was on my mind where all these guys in my platoon, 
they had the potential to do whatever they wanted. Like, I could see it in them. These guys were smarter than me. Some of them, they were smarter than me. They were more skilled than me. They had natural born leadership abilities. And a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them had these skills but did not believe in themselves. They had this physical and mental barrier and cap placed on themselves where they didn't think they could do it. And I looked at them and I saw what they were made of and I saw what they were capable of. I could see it in them. And it, it literally made me angry that they didn't believe in themselves, that they didn't believe they could do whatever it is they wanted to do. So they limited their expectations of what they were going to do for the rest of their life, whether in the military or out of the military. And that day will forever like live in my head. I can remember where I was standing. It was behind our company, uh, HQ, behind Bravo Company. And if you're familiar with Fort Hood, it's by the intersection of Turkey Run and Clear Creek. And I was standing next to a big old truck tire that we would use to flip. And the guys were in a circle surrounding me, stretching out. And it was the end of the PT day. And it was like, it was very warm. And the sun was rising. And it was just, it was beautiful. Like, it was a beautiful sight. But I remember being there talking to these guys and thinking this. And wishing for a resource or hoping for a resource that I could just give to them and say, like, this is what you can do. Like, this is what you're capable of. And that's what this book was for. That's why I wrote it, Looking Back. And as I started putting it together, those guys were always in mind with things that I was talking about. And I know there's a lot of people out there like that, that they have the abilities. They have resources they can tap into or find or acquire or create. They have these natural born leadership capabilities that haven't been used yet, but they don't believe they can do it. This book is my story. My story just growing up, I was a regular kid in central Pennsylvania, rural farm country, and uh, my parents' backyard was, was a farm field. It's my best friend's farm field. And when I was in high school, I didn't stand out in anything. You know, I, I played sports, was never really great. Um, nothing like made me stand out in school. I just kind of blended in. But I took 100% action on my life by joining the military, by starting my business, Bear Performance Nutrition, by challenging myself and pushing myself and learning these things throughout all these experiences. That's what made me different. That's what made me stand out. That's what made me grow. And one thing in particular that I've done in the past, but really like honed in on this past year, I've been doing this thing where like, man, over, over the past decade of my life, maybe my entire life, I've done these things out of instinct. But more so recently, I've been able to kind of stand back and reflect from a bigger picture and realize, well, this is why I've done it. This is why I do it. And this is what I'm trying to accomplish with it. If that doesn't make sense, well, I'm about to explain it. Now, one of these things, I'm going to call it the one, two, three, go. And this is a reason so many people fail. And this is why I used to fail. This is why I failed in the past. Now, we'll talk about the, the term, the phrase, paralysis by analysis. Too many people 
will not take action on whatever it is they want to do because they are paralyzed by analysis. The clear example, I went to high school and college with some of the smartest people I've ever been surrounded by. Even in the army, I've been surrounded and worked with some of the people, smartest people I've ever been around. I was never the smartest person, but I took massive action. And so many of these like extremely smart dudes, girls and guys that I was surrounded by, I just assumed that they were going to be ruling the world one day. They were going to be these massive CEOs or like just like just killing it. But what I found with a lot of people, a lot of these people is that they would overanalyze situations and decisions so much that they would never end up making a decision and moving on it or acting on it. They would just analyze and analyze and analyze. And before you know it, they missed the opportunity because they were paralyzed to, to make a decision. Call me ignorant, call me stupid, but I never had that problem. I never had the problem of being paralyzed by analysis. Like I said, call me ignorant, but I would take these, these risks knowing the risk involved, mitigating the risk as much as possible, but diving into it and saying, I'll figure it out as I go. You know, I think there's, there's times and place to be extremely critical to overanalyze and overanalyze and overanalyze, especially when people's lives are at risk. But when I started Bear Performance Nutrition, I didn't overanalyze. I just did it. Literally just did it. That's how I do a lot of things. I want to do an Ironman. I just sign up. I just do it. I want to qualify for the Boston Marathon. I just sign up. I just do it. I just train. And that's what this one, two, three, go thing is that I'm going to talk about. This is the reason so many people don't get from point A to point B Point B being, being where they want to be and where they want to get to, it's because they do one, two, three, think. One, two, three, think. One, two, three, think. Here's a great example. You are on a diving board above a pool, and say this diving board is like 50 feet high. Say it's a massive high dive, and you're afraid of heights. So you get up there. You walk to the edge. You're shaking, you're trembling, you're scared, you're nervous. And you go in your head, okay, I'm going to jump on three. One, two, three, and you don't jump. You don't move. So you take a breath, you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to move on three this time. And everyone down there is like getting ready to cheer you on. Like I can, I can envision this, I can imagine it. You go one, two, three, and you don't jump again. And you start getting in your head, you start overanalyzing and you become paralyzed, and you're stuck on the edge of the, the diving board. And what ends up happening is you don't jump ever. You walk back down the stairs, down to the bottom, feeling like a piece of shit because you were too scared to jump into the water. What you have to be able to do, and this is, this is teaching your mind to do this, is when you start to overanalyze things, and before you can even be paralyzed by overanalyzing, you have to learn to count one, two, three, do it. So I'm going to break it down in pretty simple terms. This morning I woke up, and as you guys know, I'm, in, I'm not Ironman prep. I'm in marathon preparation right now. And last night, late at night, I had a nine-mile run. So I, not, I ran nine miles. And this morning I woke up, and I had one-mile repeats on the track. My legs were pretty sore. In my head, I'm like, man, not really feeling these one-mile one repeats right now. Not feeling it. 
So this thing starts creeping in your head where you start thinking maybe, you know, maybe I need a day off. Maybe I should just take it easy today and, and pick up tomorrow. But you have to think consciously. One, two, three, go. So I say one, two, three, go. I go grab my shoes. I put them on. I say one, two, three, go. I go to the door, grab my keys, get in my truck. I say one, two, three, go. I get to the track. I warm up. I start running. When you use the one, two, three, you can't cheat it. You can't say one, two, three and think about it and then count again. You have to instill this into your mind, into your day, into your routine. I promise you, if you take it serious, if you truly take it serious, where you tell yourself, like, if, if I count to one, two, three, and if I don't do what I'm about to do, I'll die. I'll just die. So, like, with the ice bath, for example, getting in an ice bath after running in the cold, like today, you know, you, I opened the ice bath up. It's about 34 degrees in there. There's ice floating on the top. It's freezing cold. I'm already cold as it is. And what I do is I use the one, two, three. I count one, two, three. I get in the ice bath. Not submerged yet. And I go, okay, here we go. One, two, three. And I go under. And you know what this does? This saves you a bunch of time. It saves you a bunch of time from, from overanalyzing these situations. You can use this in anything. Whenever you find yourself trying to avoid something you know is going to improve you or make you better. Your mind will naturally try to do this. It'll naturally try to divert you away from things that are difficult or challenging, whether that's physical, whether that's mental. Maybe that's you, like, you know you have to study. You know you're supposed to study, but you, you just don't want to. Or you know you have a five-mile run on deck for the day, but you really don't want to. Maybe you have a 22-mile run, like I have this weekend on deck. Maybe you wake up, you're really not feeling it. It's one two, three, go. You don't even give yourself the opportunity to skip it. You don't give yourself the opportunity to overanalyze. And if you really captivate and take it serious, you can BS your way through it. You know, like the whole go one more mentality. People will make comments about the whole go one more mentality sometimes. They'll say, ah, yeah, go one more cheeseburger, go one more slice of pizza. That's how I use it. They laugh it up, but that's your life, man. Like, that's how you're taking your life serious. So, like, if you want to joke, like, people will joke around about this kind of stuff. You know, the, the one, two, three, go. One, two, three, go, eat a slice of pizza. Okay, well, that, that's that's on you, man. Like, if, if that's how you want to improve, that's how you want to get better, I don't give a shit. But I'm going to use this mindset, this mentality, this, this routine to make me uncomfortable. To make me more efficient and more effective by not overanalyzing all these situations. You would do all these things you want to do. You would take these massive actions on your life. A lot of people would. I've, man, I, I've, I've been bad at it in the past. Where like your mind will, will step in and it will try to avoid what sucks. It wants to take the path that is, that is least resistant. And I talked about this in a, in a video previously. And I love this analogy. You take a whole group of people into the woods and you you look at the map and you know exactly where the treasure's at right and you see a path and the path goes way out of the way but then you can walk right into the woods and get to this treasure quicker 
bet you most people, 99% of the people are going to take the path because it's a path of least resistance. That's how a lot of people live their life. They take the path of least resistance in everything they do. You know what happens to the person that takes the path of most resistance head on? That person makes massive strides. That person is ahead of everyone else. If you're in a competitive market, and take from a business standpoint, you have all these companies in a market. So you have all these companies in the supplement industry. And everyone is following the trends. Everyone is doing the same thing. Everyone's on this path in the woods to get to that treasure, which is increased revenue. And they're all doing the same exact thing. They're all following the path they think they're supposed to take. What happens to the company that goes head on into resistance, into the woods, and goes off on their own and becomes more proactive than reactive? Well, now that company is setting a new path. They've established a trail behind them as they move forward. They're at the forefront. That's the company I want to be. That's the person I want to be. Using the one, two, three, go, go one more mindset and method into these things that you struggle with life. You're going to get to spots where like things are tough, things are difficult, and your mind and your body want to resist against it. It's going to happen. But like just using that, okay, this sucks. Fuck it. One, two, three, go. Here we go. In the dice bath. Onto the run. Onto mile 10 and 20. With your shoes on, out the door, in your truck, to the track. Whatever it has to be and whatever you have to do, count to three and go. So, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's been on my mind a lot lately and I figured some people would benefit from it. Hopefully a lot of people will benefit from it. But the entire Bear Performance Nutrition team is about to head out of the HQ. Right now, we are heading to L.A. We're going to Los Angeles, California for the Bear Performance Nutrition pop-up shop that is this Saturday uh, in Venice. So the employees, our team is going. We're all about to head to Austin Airport together. And then all of our athletes are flying in and meeting us there. So it's going to be pretty cool. We have, uh, we have an Airbnb just for all the athletes. We have an Airbnb for the entire team, employee-wise. We're doing some team dinners. We have the pop-up shop on Saturday. Uh, we have all the, the details on, on Instagram, on Bear Performance Nutrition site with address, time, location, stuff like that. Uh, but we're excited to meet everyone and just thank everyone for the support over the years, especially with our growth You know, recently. We just want to meet you guys in person, hear your stories, and show our gratitude for all the support that you show us. Uh, because without you guys, man, we couldn't do anything. And we truly appreciate it. And we don't want it to go unnoticed. So we're going to give away 50 free swag bags of the first 50 people. And then we're going to grab a, a workout at Barbell Brigade, I believe, after the event with the team. So if you guys are going there, we will see you in Los Angeles, California this weekend. If not, we want to hold a bunch of more events throughout the year. Uh, to bring the community together. Bring the community together, build the culture, share the mindset, and uh, go one more. So we'll see you guys in the next episode.